are you ready to stop the conflict between the good and bad and learn to step out of the drama and be the observer without any judgment? Well, stay tuned for our amazing show with our amazing guest, the Barefoot Doctor, a.k.a. Stephen Russell. Welcome to the Your Life Now Show, where your life and your business matter. Your host is a certified executive coach and trainer with the passion to help make the difference in the world. Your Life Now Show brings you powerful resources and effective tips to help you manage your life and your business at its best. And now, here's your host, Coach Rhea. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Your Life Now Radio Show, where your life and your business matter. I am your host and executive producer, Rhea Wolke, a.k.a. Coach Rhea. Thank you so much for being here. It's a great day here in my neck of the woods, and I hope you guys are enjoying your day as well, wherever you are. So thank you so much for being here. Just a quick intro, I am the founder and a CEO at Your Life Now. It's a professional executive coaching, training, marketing, and PR company. Many ask us, what is it that we do exactly at Your Life Now? So to put it in a simple term, we are solution provider company. We provide solution to small to medium-sized businesses, and we customize the solution based on your specific needs. So if you'd like to schedule an intro meeting or get to know more of us and what we do and how we could be of service to you, please feel free to reach out to us by either going to our website at yourlifenow.info. As always here on the show, we try to cover a lot of different topics related to our personal as well as professional life. We have experts that share great tips and information with you, and you are always welcome to reach our guests directly or contact us for further information. The intention here on Your Life Now show, including my intention, is really to inspire you, to inspire you to take some action steps to improve your life, your business, whatever it is that you are doing in your life to make it sweeter for yourself and those around you. So all we ask of you is to have an open mind and an open heart. Take what is useful for you and question everything. After all, it is your life, so why don't you live it your way? I recently had the pleasure of having a virtual sit-down over coffee with our today's guest, my friend, the Barefoot Doctor, a.k.a. Stephen Russell. The Barefoot Doctor is a practitioner and a teacher of the Tao. It's medicine, philosophy, meditation practices, and martial arts since 1983. He has been described as a modern-day hero of the Tao's folklore. He has studied with R.D. Lane, F.B. Kramer, and was apprenticed to a doctor of Chinese medicine for 30 years. Today you will learn how to stop the conflict between the good and bad and how to create something good for yourself and learn how to step out of the drama and become the observer without any judgment. So we're going to take a short break and when we come back we will get into our amazing show for you guys. So please stay tuned. We'll be right back. 
Thank you so much for being here. Your Life Now radio show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments. my friends. You are listening to your Life Now radio show. I am your host, Rhea Wolke, a.k.a. Coach Rhea. Thank you so much for being here. Please help me welcome back our amazing guest, the Barefoot Doctor, a.k.a. Stephen Russell. Welcome back, my friends. I am beyond myself to have you back on the show. Thank you so much for being here. Five years. Can you believe five years? No, really. It's amazing. I mean, it's like, where's the time go? But it was, the intention was good. And I guess that's why we kept going because I, I feel like, you know, there's so much to teach and there's so much to um, to share. So, um, Doc, can you rewind a little bit to the, to, to the beginning to teach people to just kind of give them a little back a summary as far as the, the, the Tao teaching? What is the Tao? And, and I know you've been practicing this and teaching it for many years. Mm. Would you mind just give us a little overview again? Well, you've you got to understand, I've only been doing it for about 50 years, so I don't really know very much about it. I was kind of just scratching the surface. But my interpretation of it so far is that if, in the Western idiom, you know how we, we talk about God, mm-hmm. but then we, we naturally associate it with religion and so on. Well, if you could disassociate the idea of God from any liturgy, any kind of religion at all, and just see it as children do before they get taught anything. It's just this innate presence that you feel as a child when you're a three-year-old, four-year-old. You just feel it around you and in you, everywhere. Um, that, that That is what Tao is, that's one aspect of it. Or how the Native Americans would talk about the Creator, the, the Great Spirit, um, present in, in all people, in all phenomena, everywhere, all around you. And... Um, so the Tao, maybe in slightly more quantum physics terms, is like the, the, the primary um, spark or, or factor that generates this world of matter from the world of antimatter. So from the, from absolute nothingness, uh, it, it creates somethingness, and it's not just once and then it lets it, you know let it carry on on its own. Um, it, 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 it's constantly generating and renewing this whole. Thing. Um, the, the quantum physicists are looking for the one God particle they made out like they found it, which they had now. It's just to get more funding, I reckon, at CERN. But nonetheless, that's what they're looking for. What they have found, it, the guys in America, in fact, found, were the five God particles that they called it. They got that they discerned, and that equates to what the Taoists called the five elements. And these are the sort of the underlying building blocks of, of matter. And the these are for, I hope tell me if I'm getting too complex here. Not at all. I'm just taking some notes. Please continue. This is somehow facilitated by the friction caused by um, the, the the dance of what the Taoists call the yin and the yang, or what we would call the negative and positive. Uh, uh, so you, you you know you you have to have hot and cold. You have to have dark and light. You can't just have one because there wouldn't be there wouldn't be there you you have to have opposites to see something as soon as you come into the world of, of manifest matter you get polarity um and and they call this yin and yang 
and and this uh, uh, a constant cycling between difficult and easy, between ugly and beautiful, between um, nasty smelling and sweet fragrance, between uh, you know, uh, pain and pleasure, and so on and so on, underscores all of existence. Um, so a, 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 a solar system is is born and then will eventually be destroyed. A galaxy is is born and then will eventually be destroyed. Um, everything has its has its its process of coming into being and then succumbing to entropy. And in other words, we're we're living in a totally transient universe. All aspects of it are transient. Nothing is permanent here at all. And mm-hmm. in its motion of, of going from something to from nothing to something and back to nothing again, and it goes through these cycles of, of nice and horrible constantly. I mean, I'm talking simplistically, of course. Right. And this right. underscores our own personal lives because they say that the the macrocosm, the, the cosmos, um, is reflected internally in the microcosmic uh, state in us as humans and vice versa. So we are subject. To this constant cycling of this yin and this yang, and what we try to do in our Western culture, which was in the last 300 years at least predicated on Descartes' thinking, a Cartesian uh, rationale, was that something is either good or it's bad. Um, somebody is either guilty or they're innocent, etc., um, etc. Et Whereas in fact, as we know from experience everything is a mix of both and it's all to do with where you're looking from you know the ten commandments which we base our our ethic our ethos on you know thou shall not kill but you know in certain circumstances the government will order guys to go out and kill people and then it's good not bad so in other words it's all completely relative to the context and whereas the Taoist thing which is a lot older and more mature maybe thousands of years old um, say quite clearly, you know, I mean, and it is obvious to us, really, when we strip away all the nonsense, that everything is both. It's got ugly and it's got beautiful. Uh, every cloud has a silver lining. Every silver lining has a cloud. And the wise person learns not to get attached to either the, the, the horrible bit or the beautiful bit, not to identify with the horrible bit or the beautiful bit, merely to observe the passing of both with curiosity. And the way that this, and because when you do that, um, it stops uh, using up loads of energy which we would otherwise invest in when it's horrible. Oh, this is so awful. It's never going to stop and I'm going to go down a terrible spiral. I'm going to end up dead on the floor and it's going to be horrible. Uh, That wastes huge amounts of energy, just as does when you're doing well. Going, oh, right. brilliant! Everything's so amazing. Oh, this is amazing! And then, you know, inevitably, you're going to have a crash after that. And all of that wastes precious life force. So they say, don't waste the energy on that. Just observe the the play of the yin and the yang, remembering all the time that you already have the greatest gift there is. There is no greater gift than being alive. And anyone who's dying will tell you that. That what being alive, that next breath, is the most important thing there is. Everything else uh, comes next. I mean, the, the, the most true. profound love affairs, the greatest prestige, the greatest wealth, achievement, accomplishment, and all the other things people strive for um, are actually less than the big gift, which is being here. Because if you're not here, you can't have any, all the other stuff. And when 
you can feel that joy in just being, even when it stinks, you know, even when it's horrible, you can still somehow get the thrill of, I'm alive, I'm alive, um, the, the, the ability to transcend preferring one, one way of feeling to another or one set of circumstances to another um, increases dramatically. And then, once you don't prefer the one or the other, but you're able to see the face of the Tao hidden in all of it, whether it's in a, 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 a horrible, disgusting, awful event or an amazing, beautiful, glorious event, you're able to still see the Tao there. Strangely, what happens is that reality starts, or the Tao, if you like, starts to perform in a much more pleasant way for you. So as soon as you're able to acknowledge it, wherever, it, however it shows up, it starts showing up in a much more uh, affable, amenable way. That's okay. the purpose of the, the kind of the magic. And one last thing. This is not achieved through intellectual contemplation. I mean, obviously that plays a role, but it's actually achieved by... Um, uh, repositioning yourself internally within your body, psychospatially speaking, so that um, rather than sit in the front of you, which is what we tend to do, like when you learn to drive, right. you sit with your nose pressed up against the windscreen. Um, and when you're in the front of your body and the front of your brain, you become enmeshed with and identified with the drama of being human. You can watch it, right? It's like you're yeah. almost, right, you're, right, okay. You're in it, you know, you right. feel that, oh, oh, this is horrible, oh, wow, this is amazing, and you are that person, you are that, and if somebody says, tell me, who are you, you'll start to describe yourself as, well, I'm somebody, I'm I'm like this, I'm like that, I hate this, and I love that, and I'm scared <laughs> of this, da, 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 da. and all of that, the drama of being you, all goes on in the front, the stories we tell ourselves about reality, all the descriptions we give, we give reality, and our evaluations of our progress, according to those descriptions, all of it goes on in the forebrain and the, the tension and, and conflict that arises because of these stories we tell ourselves all goes on in the belly and the chest and so on. Well, what they say is if you can sink back behind all that and sit in your back, like when you get confident driving, you tend to, I remember when I was about 18, I'd been driving for years. So one day I just sat back in the seat properly, like a racing driver, and suddenly I could see everything. I could see the road properly. And I can still control the car. In fact, I could control it better when I sat back like that. And, and it's the same thing. You kind of suddenly realize that you can sit back inside and occupy the rear part of you instead, um, where everything is still and silent and strong, relatively um, invulnerable compared to the front. And therefore, when you sit in the back, you feel like that. You feel silent and still, strong, relatively invulnerable. And then you're able to observe with equanimity what's occurring in the front, being mindful of your mental processes, your physical, uh, emotional state, and your, the way you're interacting with others, and are then able to choose through intention how you want things to be. You know, you, you can choose, I want to love this, I want to enjoy it, I want to spread joy to you right now, for example, and all the listeners, um, and I want to radiate warmth and, and for that to rebound on me and for everything to be wonderful today and thereafter. For example, I mean, just, you know, let everything evolve elegantly. I can only really do that cognitively if I'm sitting in my back behind all the noise of being Stephen. 
when I'm in the front, I am Stephen, and I'm caught in that, oh, am I saying the right thing? Are they going to like me? Do I look good enough today? Do I sound good enough? What does my hair look like? And all the nonsense that we're, you know, thinking about, oh, and I must hurry up, so I'm going to do this, and all of that. I'm scared, I'm this, I'm that. All of that noise in the front becomes completely irrelevant. And then I'm able to transact with you and everyone listening from my soul. And therefore, everyone feels, I'd I, I like to think anyway, everyone feels a certain quality of connection of like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're here, it's all right, we're together, and this is fine. We're, you know, here we are, and it's good. I think in one bizarre but pretty uh, succinct nutshell, that, that is uh, at least one angle of it all. Yeah. You know, I'm, I, I mean, all these things that you're saying, is just, it makes me think about, you know, because I'm always, you know, obviously, that's the beauty of having, you know, a mind that is so, wants to know everything and wants to learn everything. So, yeah. but I think like what I feel, you know, that most of us, like you were talking about, like, you know, being a, being that present in yourself where you actually yeah. can, can see yourself ahead, like you actually looking at yourself. And I, I feel like most of us identify with the, Others than we identify ourselves. That means like we don't see ourselves; we see ourselves through others. Like yeah. our conditioned, you know, in 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 where we are, it's based on our surrounding, not based on who we truly are. And and I think this is like I've been seeing this more and more. And do you feel awareness is is the key here? I mean, are we just not aware that it's present in us, like that we do have? that kind of side that we can always tap in into, which is the positive side. Like everything has the opposite, like you said, right? Yeah. But I also feel the love and fear, right? It's the same thing, yeah. you know? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Are we yes, I I, I think we are um I think well I can't like I can't speak for anybody else, but from observation and from what, what people are telling me, that the tendency is for people to be getting drawn more and more into the external rather than sinking back into their true nature inside. So people are reacting more and more to what they think others are going to think of them. If you look at Facebook and social media, Instagram, whatever, it's Much. all about presenting a, a, a good front so that other right. people are going to go, wow, you're clever. Well, they're not really. I mean, that's a bizarre thing about it. I think everybody's thinking, oh, come on, I don't right. believe that. However, <laughs> however, this is causing people all over the world or certainly over the, the wherever you can get on Facebook. That you're sharing, right, exactly. Uh, to get really anxious. I'm seeing right. so much anxiety. Um, in places where life is actually quite tranquil, and yet young people especially are feeling very anxious because they're not, in their minds, living up to this ideal that is being presented in social media of being perfect, looking perfect, doing, having a great life, and all the rest of it. Um, yeah, no, this is definitely it's a, a mass neurosis, if not psychosis, is, is burgeoning. Um, as a result of all this, for sure. unfortunately, the media too. I mean, I feel like you know uh, the all the the digital you know access to all the like you said the social media, all the the world is becoming smaller and smaller. We can reach anybody anywhere these days, but it's almost like now we all in competition. We need to compete to make a yeah. present for ourselves somewhere in the world. What I feel, I I struggle with it. I mean, like now I feel like I'm building a public you know image for myself. I do a lot of things that online. But then sometimes I really honestly feel, and that's why I'm really looking forward hopefully to join you this September um, in Granada, because I really feel like, not the disconnect from my own life, but it's just like, just wanted to look at it from the outside. Like, I wanted to just feel like you can actually have that time where you can just be without have to, you know, prove yourself or have to validate yeah. something. Or yeah. It's a constantly, have you noticed, like, it's exhausting, actually. 
Well, I got to tell you, I mean, I'm I I don't know if this is wise or not wise. It's something I question quite constantly, right? But for about a year, I've noticed that my desire to engage in social media has diminished and diminished and diminished to the point where I don't really do. I mean, I'll stick a thing on. I'll, I'll put quotes, uh, you know, I'll put uh, ideas up there and stuff. But I don't go on there. I don't look. I just don't want to be part of it. And I stop reporting about where I'm at and what I mean. I used to yeah, do it years ago I think I before anyone else was. Before there was show, social media, my whole website thing was all about me living my life online. And it wasn't an original idea. I mean, Timothy Leary had been doing it. He died online. There was a lot of people doing it before me. But around about 1997, 98, I started doing it, living online. It was quite an exciting artistic experiment. But then I got trolled and, and messed up so badly by people that could get to me. I thought, right. oh, well, I, can't, I can't really do that anymore. Um, but even then, I, I kind of started, aside from that, so I feeling like, it, it just seems silly. I don't need to validate my experience by showing everybody, hey, look where I am. It doesn't, you know, who cares? I, I, yeah, I, as long as I'm enjoying it or getting value out of it, it doesn't matter what other people, whether they know I'm in Newfoundland or I'm in Nibeta or whatever, so what? You know, it, it's only going to either make people envious or, I mean, it's unlikely to inspire them, or it's going to make loads of people know about places like Ballard and they'll all get crowded <laughs> and messed up. So I'm kind of thinking, don't talk about everything all the time. Don't need to. It's not, you know, share my love. I love with everybody. But they, People don't have to know what I'm doing with my life, do they? Really, you know. You know, when when we talk about, I mean, this is this is obviously, I mean, I, you just well, we talk about validating here, but like you just validate exactly what my my thinking because I, I honestly, it's it's been something that it's been on my mind for a long time because. I feel the need that I need to be engaged. I feel the need that people want to hear from me. I feel the need that, you know, people constantly, like, you know, you've got to keep your audience, you know, obviously, because when you build an audience, your audience follow you, and they want to know what's going on. But in the same time, sometimes you feel like you don't have that kind of, like, you know, the time that you need to really reflect and see exactly what's going on. And especially when you start noticing, I mean, like, I, I think, you know, I mean, that's, you know, it, it, sometimes it comes out like, you know, you, you, you're trying to be, um, it's not about judgment. It's not about anything like that. I think it's just about observing, right? Mm-hmm. We observe each other. Um, I'm, I'm a very great observer. I mean, I've been studying, you know, <laughs> the, the, you know, our behavior and all stuff for many time now. And I, I did it because I want to learn about me, you know, first. I want to learn mm-hmm. why I do the certain things, why I think a certain way and yeah. how I can change that. But I always feel like, you know, I, I think it, the the thing about trying to educate the mouth, that's how I feel. Like, I feel like I really, is it too much to think like you really need to have a part in this in this world to actually constantly educate and, and, and people don't want to learn? I mean, what do we do with that? Like, how is the Tao, like, you know, I mean, people realize that, you know, accept the fact that there is opposite to everything, but they refuse to jump to the other side of the good. I, 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 yeah, sure. I come. I also, you know, have the same question all the time. I think the Taoist ideal is that you're not seeking any external validation at all because you're just you. You don't need to achieve anything. Even you know, you're here already, and that's enough. And if the the more you, you develop your own art, whatever that is, you know, whatever your arts are, and if they're good enough and they resonate well enough, you won't even need to make a noise. People will find them. And if they don't find them, it doesn't matter. And the idea is that you're so unattached to your your person that even if nobody found you and you starved to death, it would be like, okay, well, that was what destiny required. It's only one more flower in the garden dying. It doesn't make any difference. That's the sort of 
um, ultimate enlightened kind of detached state that we would aspire to having. But I think in a way, like I, I feel I'm going the opposite way again to where everyone else is, like I've always done really. Um, and if everyone's shouting about what they're doing and what they've got and what they can do for you and all the rest, my feeling is not to, and it's just to develop what I have to offer and make the quality of it as best as I possibly, possibly can without skimping or fudging a thing, like really producing beautiful work. And that if then people resonate with it, how wonderful. And I've made a contribution, and if they don't, well, it's still me being the artist carrying on producing my art and, you know, whatever. It's a good way to spend time, even if it's not necessarily commercially the most, I don't know, productive or viable. I I don't really know uh, how to play it. I'm just rolling with it. But I think, for me, it's more about producing genuine quality with everything that I put out. And rather than... I've only got so much time, so I can either do marketing, in which case then... I don't really produce quality uh, produce, uh, which is what most people I think are doing. They're you know doing getting doing good marketing, and what they're marketing is necessarily w- without substance. Or you can produce substance and somehow or other let the flow get it to the people it's meant to get to. And even if you just help one person um, in your whole lifetime, properly, 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 it was all worthwhile. I mean, I trained for for ages and ages in the various disciplines that I. I, you know, in terms of the, as the healer, if you like, and and there's one person I've helped in the last two and a half years, and I've helped millions. And I promise I'm not exaggerating. I have, you know, one on one and in groups and online and all. But there's one person who was in such a state two and a half years ago, who now is thriving so miraculously. And honestly, I've said to her recently that if she was the only person that I'd ever helped. In my whole life, it would have all been worthwhile because I really felt that when you really get through to one person and they really come through, it's such a joy that it's like, yeah, well, okay, that in itself was enough. And I think we have to get back to that level of basic humility, really, I think. I totally hear you. I, I think, you know, you just like, you know, hit a, a really, you know, valid point here. Like I was thinking about, like I, I looked at an interview um, that Sam, I think Sam Smith, you know, he's a British singer. You know who I'm yeah. talking about. I don't yeah. know. Okay. Anyhow, so the guy, you know, hit the 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 billboard sky high, right? His his albums are selling like crazy. He's doing so well. And when when they were interviewing him, they told him, so what was the secret to your success? And you know what he said to them? He said, in the beginning, I was trying to please everybody. I was trying to do everything that I was doing just to please everybody. The minute. I ripped everything off, and I was just real. I was just being me. That's when people start to connect with me. Yeah, that's it in a nutshell. He's he's bang on. It's true, isn't it? It's amazing. I just thought, you know, I just thought about that. But it's just constantly like, you know, like, you know, obviously, I mean, we live in a society that is it's demanding a lot of us. So I guess what I'm trying to figure out here for the for the purpose of listener, I mean, I can, you know, ask you so many questions about this because, honestly, I have so many questions, but maybe we'll do that when I see you also in, in person. Well, but so. my point here is is our motto this year is to position ourselves and our business or whatever it is that we do for success. Now, how can you use the Tao? How can you use the teaching of the Tao to actually find that balance and do position yourself? Because most of us, you know, again, I don't want to, you know, answer the question, so I just want you to, to, to think, of, you know, to let me know, what, what do you think about that? How do, how do you use the Tao in that, in that place? Of, uh... 
Uh, well, I mean, I, I, that's what I've been doing with varying degrees of success um, for, well, really all my life, I think, well, since I've been working for the last 40 years or so. Um, and I can't really say that I've really got it cracked, but because uh, <laughs> 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 well, well, I think the first thing is you've got to be enjoying yourself doing it, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So whether you're doing admin or you're doing marketing or you're doing producing or whatever it is, which aspect you're working on, it has to be approached like a, a four-year-old child playing a game. And I don't mean irresponsibly or stupidly. I mean, you know, when you were four and you used to play post offices or whatever it was, when you, yeah. that would be the equivalent of doing the admin. So you'd really get into it because it's fun. Like a child would get into it through fun. When you're doing producing, uh, writing or, or visual art or, or music or whatever it is you're producing, it's like when you were doing drawing or playing instruments when you were a four-year-old. It's all done with a sense of joyfulness and curiosity rather than in trying to impress anybody or, or, or like you were saying before, you know, trying to please people. You're, you're just somehow wanting to express the beauty of your soul, no matter what aspects of the work you're doing. That's very important. Secondly, I think there has to be a clear intention mm-hmm. that whatever you do will bear fruit. You can't dictate what fruit it's going to bear, but, but that it's not just wasted so that... Every action you take, however small or big, will bear fruit. And it's not just bearing fruit for you. It's like an offering that you're giving of the fruit to the Tao, to the universe, to the people, to humankind. Um, It's done with that heart. Everything I do is an offering to humankind. And then there has to be the decision or the agreement within. that, And therefore, I am rewarded for that um, in a way that I need to be rewarded. In other words, I will be supported. Everything will be provided to keep me rolling on the mission. So there's that. Implicit in all of this is some sort of dialogue, internal dialogue, with the Tao or the aspect of Tao that is particular to you, like your God, if you like. Um, And this is the key. You have to learn to keep sitting in your back all the time and drive the car from the back. Like you sit right, not the back of the car, but sit back in the seat to drive. And that way, you feel the impulse, the Tao, if you like, the, or your subconscious, if you want to be really rationalistic about it, guiding you, impelling you to make this action now. Now, devote your time to this now. Now, devote your time to that. And it might seem illogical. It might seem irrational at the time. But, but you roll with it. You learn to roll with these impulses. And it seems to guide you along a pathway that brings you what you're meant to have as long as you can eschew the need for glory and and uh, you know vainglorious kind of uh, accolade from the world it's not about the world thinking you're clever because that just gets in the way that i think you just have to do what you said like you know finding that joy finding that passion we mentioned you know before we got on the air that you know i i really honestly i didn't think i would still be doing you know podcasting you know Yes. Uh, my show five years later and I feel like you know it was a passion I built a passion the intention yeah. was there and the intention never changed which is to inspire people to really make positive changes in their life so they can actually live that life that they they feel that they desire yeah, um, you want to contribute something that's what it gives a passion something. for me exactly that's but I mean, I think most most of us. I mean, what we really need to um, tap in into to find that passion, to find that want, 
that makes us brings the joy to us. When do you feel like the shift happened? Like how do you how do you know that you are on the right track? Uh, because I think you firstly it's physical. You feel yourself sitting back inside physically. You feel yourself your body more relaxed. You feel in command of your internal space. You you feel yourself no longer agitated. Um, you feel yourself no longer worrying. And you notice things just seem to work out without strain, without too much pushing. Everything seems to just fall into place without you hustling, to, uh, uh, hustling too much to make it happen. Um, and, and that you find yourself feeling joyful uh, each and every moment rather than scared and worried. I think that's when you tend to know that you're, it's all right. And then you'll, you'll watch, you'll see that you might be worried about cash flow, but it will seem to work out somehow. Or it just does. Everything just seems to happen in an elegant way. The more you ease off, and you feel it, it's just a, a physical feeling, really. I would. I just wanted to say one thing. What you were talking about before. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what field you're in. I don't think it doesn't matter what your work is. If mm-hmm. you do it with a beautiful heart and kindness to everyone you're dealing with, that's what will make it all come together. There was a guy in a in a shop or a petrol station, I can't remember, a couple of days ago, that I walked in, and he was so lovely, this guy, when he was just serving me, me paying, the smile that passed between us and the the mutual recognition of fellow traveller on the path somehow was so profound that I went away feeling lovely, and he did too, I'm sure. And and I know that guy's going to do well, even though he was just working behind a cash desk in a a service station. doesn't matter. That guy's going to do well. You can tell because he's full of love and and he's intelligent and he's bright and he's applying himself with love to making people feel happy and and no matter what field you're in if that's what you're doing you're going to get on yeah i mean it's that's leadership that's that's like you know the the the, you step up you know without expectation without have to have a title attached to that or have to have yeah yeah. um you know it's it's so interesting because yesterday i was thinking about what i was going to ask you um what we're going to talk about because i i really don't script my show i always try to let it flow and it's really flowing very nicely and I'm, i'm i'm i appreciate you um, but one of the things that kept coming to me in my dream yesterday, you kept saying to me, Ria, everything is about the Tao. Everything is the Tao. <laughs> and I kept saying, like, I have to mention this, Sam. What does that mean? Like, why was I, like, I kept saying, it's like, just focus on that. That's all you have to do. I'm like, okay. So I'm going to start with that. So. <laughs> but that's true. That is the key. That is it. In a, you've nubbed it right there. That's it. I mean, like the Native Americans will tell you, it's the same thing. Everything is great spirit. And if you can be in constant dialogue and awareness of, um, a, a constant dialogue with and awareness of the Tao, the spirit, God, whatever you want to call it, in everything and everyone, in every situation all the time, that will just make everything unfold magically in a way that it wouldn't if you weren't aware of it. Uh, and it's really that simple. It really I, is. I, I mean, honestly, like, I feel like, you know, it's like part of me, you know, like how you just, you know, I mean, I used to do that with school. It works for me. I used to think about certain things and it's just all of a sudden it's just like, you know, focus on this. That's all you have to do. And then everything else just becomes back to me, you know, as far as like, you know, what I've learned. And, you know, I mean, coming English wasn't my first, second, <laughs> pretty much was like my third language. So it was it was a challenge for me, but that's how I actually learned. Growing up in Europe too, it was it was easy to learn other languages, especially when my dad used to travel. You know, when I came here to the US, I didn't speak English. English was, you know, so I had to like thoroughly learn everything and I have a master's now, so, you know. Yeah. 
I mean, it, 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 it's interesting, you know, how you, you think, I mean, I was afraid to talk, you know, I mean, I, yeah. I mentioned that, you know, I took a course recently, um, self-training, self-talk training with Dr. Shad Homesteader um, about, you know, our dialogue, what we talk, what we tell ourselves and stuff like that. But I remember saying, I was standing on the stage and trying to, to tell everybody that how I used to be so frightened to answer the phone. I lived with a, um, a professor, a Columbia professor. Uh, as an exchange student, and she used to tell me, you know, like every time the phone rang, she'll say, re-up, pick up the phone. I'm like, I can't speak. No, but, you know, nobody won't say English, you know, something like that. I'm like, you know, trying to like mix Arabic and French and all the stuff so she can understand. And uh, she's like, no, this is how you're going to learn. You're going to have to try and you have to listen. You have to learn to listen, listen, listen. So I, you know, I built that habit. But then... I said, look at me now. I host a radio show. Not a TV. It's a radio. That means people have to listen <laughs> to me. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I mean, you know, it's like, here's your fear becomes your best assets. I mean, I don't know. It's just, uh, um, it was interesting. Let's give you a little break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about Barefoot Doctor Global, the website, and all the good stuff that you're doing. All right. Very good. So please stay tuned. We'll be right back. Your Life Now radio show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments. Welcome back, my friends. You are listening to your Life Now radio show. I am your host and the executive producer, Rhea Wolke, a.k.a. Coach Rhea. Thank you so much for being here. Our today's episode is brought to you by your Life Now LLC. For more information, please feel free to visit our website at www.yourlifenow.info. Again, that's yourlifenow.info. We are so excited here at Your Life Now show to bring back our guest, my dear friend, Stephen Russell, a.k.a. The Barefoot Doctor. Welcome. So glad to have you here with us. been talking here about the Tao teaching and the Tao practice and about life in general and how we can balance our life and how we can achieve success in our life or business and whatever it is that we do in our life. So welcome back. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. It's it's an amazing conversation we've been having so far, and and I love every minute of it. So, um, Doc, let's talk about Barefoot Doctor Global. Yeah. So, tell us about the website and what's what's so important about the website. I know there's a lot of good stuff there. If you can tell our listeners a little bit more. Yeah, well, I mean, really, what it is, it's a school. I mean, it's it's a, a school in how to use Taoism uh, or the practice of Taoism to. Um, be healthy, to be strong, to be confident, to be clear, to uh, be able to heal people, to uh, do martial arts, to uh, uh, be creative. So, in, in other words, all, all aspects of of life. And it's, of course, it's growing. It's not complete yet. Uh, you know, I'm keeping on adding to it, in which I do through a series of online trainings. Uh, I've been doing this for, for years and years and years and years and years and years, and I think I was actually the first person to ever use it for training purposes, the Internet. Um, I've been doing it since 1997, 
And, Bless you. Um, I, I mean, I haven't got it cracked by any means at all. I'm developing all the time. Well, we all learn. Yeah, I mean, we all improve. I mean, but I, I think the site offers a lot of things, and in, including, if you know, the main, the main, the main uh, um, purpose of it is the school, like you said, schooling, right? To, to yeah. learn. You do it through videos. I mean, can you tell us a little bit more, like what people expect? Well, well like when they, if they, if well, the, well, the way I work it is, is that it's, uh, it's membership based. If you, if you buy membership. That gives you 50% discount on all trainings. Plus, you get free connection, you know, direct consultation with me. So, it, it, like, you become part of the school, then you've joined. You become a student in the school, and uh, you, they're like, I mean, you could, there's a manifesting training, but they're not superficial nonsense. They really are deep. I mean, I'm going into the very depths of this ancient, ancient practice. Made modern, but without all the mystification or anything, so it's, it's easy to understand it. But if you go through the process day by day by day on each of the trains, you come out the other end as if you've been with me for a month or so in person, training you as, as near as you can get on the internet anyway. Whew. And um, I, I don't know, I love doing it. I love the, the, it's amazing to be able to help people remotely like that, and it does work. I, in the beginning, I, you know, that, yeah. page, I never thought it was going to work. I didn't know. You, you didn't really know it was mm-hmm. going to work. And it does. People actually learn the stuff really well. They really get benefit from it. And it's beautiful to be able to do that w- w- without anyone having to go anywhere. It's quite remarkable, really. It's it's um, it's amazing. I mean, I honestly, I think it it just brings you in into your you, like you 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 with yourself, and you just feel you know. But you also your style is very um um because you you tend to make it more entertaining too. <laughs> I yeah, love well, that. <laughs> I, I yeah, I mean, I'm like that. I can't sit in a po-faced environment, and uh, you know, church as a kid or school as a kid I used to sit there a lot of saying oh come on I could do this better than this I know what they're trying to do but this is this is dull <laughs> you make yeah. this a lot more fun <laughs> and if you're having more fun with it you're going to learn better as well um yeah I just it's just my nature I think maybe I'd, I would appeal to the the slightly maverick rebellious kind of nature in people rather than the conformist type of people I think mean, I'm not for that no I don't I, yeah I don't think you know but, but but who do you think this will be good for like who who do you think I mean obviously I know this can apply anybody could be benefiting from this well, but, yeah because you know it's, I, I remember you know when uh, marketing people try and work with me and like, they always ask me like well what's your demographic I said I don't know man. you should come to one of my events you would not be able to discern a common thread there other than they're lovely people and that's the only thing I can see um, <laughs> all ages you know sexes obviously um, uh, from all over the world different walks of life completely different in, on the surface of things anyway and and, and it could be anyone uh, anyone anyone absolutely anyone it's just whether they feel a soul resonance with me if they feel like I'm a brother uh, who, and I am I mean if anyone plugs into me I am genuine as you, oh, you are. You truly are. I mean, I haven't been in your presence like in person, but I'm. I am. I am gonna be. <laughs> I am. I'm gonna say that's I am because that's what's gonna yeah. happen. Um, yeah. and I'm really very excited about that. You hear my little dog? This is my little dog. She's in my office. <laughs> <That's your dog. laughs> She's giving us some entertainment here. Um, so I I don't want to keep you too long, but I think you know we definitely want people to go to Barefoot Doctor global.com and check out the training become a member and see and learn but you know if i if you can just you know give us something about 
the fear part of it. Like, you know, the fear yeah. of it. But can you just, yeah, I don't want to, you know, make a, another yeah. hour of it, but just a little bit about that and how we can soften that unnecessary fear yeah. in our life. Well, the interesting, there is a training on there called the psychology of fear, which is all about that, as well, I might as well say that. But essentially what it boils down to is that being an animal on a planet, it, we must have fear. You can't exist without fear. If you didn't have fear, you'd die because you wouldn't have fear of going in front of a, walking in front of a moving vehicle or whatever. Um, we, we've got to have fear. Uh, we've had four million years, more or less, of conditioning or biological programming to be afraid of wild animals, uh, earthquakes, and all that sort of stuff. But because in really relatively very, very recently in our history, we've now managed to, well, we became agrarian and then agricultural and then technological to the point now where we really rarely have to face, well, there hardly are any wild animals because we've kind of killed them all, um, uh, that we don't have to face immediate danger as we walk down the street, most of the, most of the time at least, not in the war zones and so on. Um, but that fear is still running in the belly. You've still got it there, and you should have it there, because you, you, you've got to have it. It means you're alive. Your gut, your, yeah. But we don't know what to do with it. The mind doesn't know what to do with it, because there's no reason to be afraid. So what it does is it produces, in the, four, in the prefrontal lobes, horror movies. You know, like, you have one little thing go wrong, and your mind is like, oh, no, it's all going to go wrong now. Everything's blah, 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 blah. And you go into this story, which you then get even more anxious about but at least now you've got a reason you think to be afraid that's what we do we justify the fear by creating a movie about it which isn't true and then getting even more afraid about the movie we've created instead of which if we can just kind of feel the fear in the belly and go yeah i've got this and you're breathing because i'm an animal on the planet and it's good i've got this i'm alive and i breathe and it feels a bit kind of weird and i'm excited and i'm afraid and i'm alive i'm a planet i'm on the planet yeah good and that's all you have to do with it. And if you keep doing that, that starts to lessen it and it becomes normal like everything else does. You don't really take any notice of it after a while. The fear diminishes. It's just a feeling in the belly. And you breathe and it relaxes. That's why people drink. You know, I, used to, I don't drink anymore, but I used to love drinking single malt whiskey. And the reason was, is it used to warm me up in the belly and I didn't have that tension there. Um, so then it's just really like that, simulating what a good single malt whiskey will do to you in the belly, warming the belly up and relaxing it. And then and acknowledging, yeah, it's fear, so what? I've got fear. And that's all it is. You don't have to indulge the movies in the foreground. You stay behind it all in the back of the brain. You observe, and everything is fine. You notice, oh, I'm alive. Everything's all right. You don't need to really be afraid of right now, other than it's scary being in the cosmos, but that's cool. Everything, you know, that's what your men are feel. It's fine. And you carry on. And I don't know if that's a great, a great explanation. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what I'm, what I'm hearing you saying, because, you know, I mean, obviously, like we, we talked about from the beginning, you know, everything has the opposite, right? And and lo fear is the opposite of love, but fear is necessary because, like you said, you know, without fear, you could be running across the street and getting yourself, you know, killed because you didn't fear the of love, but, I think this is something that's been, you know, put about a lot now, but I don't think it is. I think fear is just the opposite of absence of fear. Love is everything. It's the absence of fear, not the opposite of, you know, not. Yeah, everything's love. You've got to love the fear. Everything's love. love. Fear. Okay. Okay, <laughs> that makes sense. No, I, you know what? I appreciate you, you, you probably clarified it a little bit. So you're saying, so it, it's just the absence of love, basically, when we have. No, no, you can't have an absence of love. Love is everything. You can't, there must be love. It's just that 
it's just that this noise that we create in the in the forebrain and the belly has become so loud we can't feel our natural loving being we just lose the, because it's too noisy to, to hear it so it's just a matter of getting behind it to where the love is like in the back of you that's where the, the so you is. how do you say so how okay so i mean obviously now we, we're not going to get into that training all about it but when you feel that feeling that knot in your stomach right yeah that sometimes is hard to get rid of You'll never get rid of it. It's not meant to be got rid of. You it's not it. meant to be. No, we need fear. We need it. We need it. We need it. It keeps us alive. I promise you. You've got to love the fear. That's all. So you feel the knot and you say to yourself, look, that. it's me generating this knot in the belly because it makes me feel alive. And that's all right. That's okay. Oh. It's fine. I can do that if I want. And as soon as you do that, go, look, this is how I roll with this knot in my belly. You'll find the knot in the belly dissolves of itself. As soon as you give it the love, as soon as you say, it's all right, I love you, you're the Tao as well. I love you, thank you for being there, my knot in my belly. It will go. It will stop being a knot. Oh, my God, that is so, oh, thank you for putting that out there. Because that's so, uh, it, it it makes sense. It really does. Because you just yeah, like, you try to get rid of it, and I think that's what we've been doing. You know, we fight everything. I, I refuse yeah. to really accept all, you know, it's like, oh, they're fighting this, let's fight this, help us support, fight why do we fight everything, right? Yeah, uh, but instead we can love. If you can go, if you got a pain somewhere, you go, I love you, I love you, because it's God, you know, that's the doubt. Oh, pain. You go, I love you, I love you, I love you. It'll go we really quickly. To. If you love it, it will go. I promise, it always does. Oh my God, I thank you so much. You just made my day. <laughs> I love you. You are such an amazing human being. And I, you know, you, you know how much, you know, admiration I have for you because you really truly, you know, you put a great perspective on things. And you, you I mean, you almost like, I, I feel like what you do also as a teacher, you shed the light. Like you put the light on things that we, a lot of time, what we have, all we have to do is just turn the lights on and we can see it better, right? So well, I'm not merely a mirror of your own beautiful light because uh, you know we, we we it's synergy, isn't it? We, we, it we is. buff each other off. It so is. Thank you for saying. Thank you. Oh my God! No, truly, I, I'm I'm saying it from my heart because I I feel it. I feel you know, know you what are. you said. It really resonates with me because I'm a human being, and I mean a lot of time people think like you know how could you how do you turn it off? Because people always say it's like you always like you know you got that business you know mentality. You got that head. I come from a corporate background. <clears throat> pardon me. You know, so I, I had to, like, you know, prove myself as a woman, you know, in business that yeah. will take me seriously. So I had to put on that role. But yeah. then I had to learn to be strong. But then I got to the point where I didn't know how to turn it off sometimes. But yeah. now I, I know how to. And people always ask me, how do you do that? I'm like, how do you turn yeah. it on and off? But also, your heritage, you must be very proud of this. You come from the land of the Phoenicians. Oh. who were the people 5,000 years ago who ruled the entire Mediterranean and beyond, all the way up to London, without any force at all, just through trade. They were so sophisticated and evolved. And they were the people that, that discovered the color purple as well. And, and they, they really were an amazing um, group of people. And that's where they were, it was in Sidon and Tyre, the two I cities know. south of Lebanon, of uh, Beirut, rather. And I so am, that's where you come from. That's your heritage. I am very proud. Honestly, I am very proud. And I really, I mean, actually, um, I was in Spain three years ago with my mother, and I took my mom everywhere. I took her to Alhambra, you know, Granada. She wanted to go all the places where she felt that connection, you know, because everything was, like, rooted there, yeah. too. And it it was like, I swear, this is, you're going to say this was crazy, but on my phone, this was three years ago, right, mm. that I had a trip to my, to, 
I have been like this is must have been like something that I put in my calendar in my iPhone. Like now I have on my calendar it's been saying Spain here I come. Spain here I come. And I kept saying and then I saw your the email about, you know, the events coming up in well you have one in June. Um in Granada, you're doing a teaching a whole week of um the are you doing you know tai chi and Qigong and the you know the teaching of the yeah, Tao, right everything we've been talking about but but it's not a coincidence right i mean like is this yeah. like i swear i'm like oh my god is this like all just happened to be i'm like i wanted to go back because that was one of the things when i was there i felt rooted like i really did i felt yeah. so rooted yeah me too i love it though oh I'm really looking forward to it. I thank you. Much love to you. Oh, you Cross too. the ocean. <laughs> and everyone listening as well. Bless all your hearts. Oh, God bless you. You have an amazing, wonderful weekend, and I really appreciate you being here. Thank yeah, you thank so you. much. Thank you. With all love. Wow, what an amazing conversation with an amazing human being. I really do appreciate you being here. Doc and and teaching us and enlighten us and and I look forward to our um, meeting soon hopefully in Granada and learn more from you in person. Again, my friends, please visit barefootdoctorglobal.com. Become a member. Learn from the best and be the best. Until next time, my friends, stay amazing. Just one more thing. It takes collaborations, mutual agreements and action to make the impossible possible. So go out there and celebrate who you are and join hands and make the impossible possible. Until next time, my friends, make sure you position yourself and your business always for success. Be present. Look for insight. Take action. Take a small step, evaluate what you are doing, and remember where you are so you know where you are heading. Stay amazing. Much love to all.